Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Why are we doing this? Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin. <laughs> delicately curated, long-form film commentaries Ooh. brought to you lovingly in an out-of-order show intro by me, Isaac, as I'm telling you this. This isn't the normal show <laughs> intro because it's not a normal episode. So this let is me, helping. Let me introduce you to the, the pals that I call podcaster associates. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> podcaster associates. Hi, I'm Riley. Jasmine. Hello. And the man to my left, the Jake of my heart. <laughs> Hello. So, can I just apologize up front for the sound in this one? Because I can tell we're just all going to be like looking around, and it's going to go in and out, and we're all sitting weirdly at the table. Presumably, we'd all be looking at the same I, I was about to say, it's your, fault. Usual. it's your fault for installing one of those like 360-degree televisions. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> the, yeah, the U2 360 tour. Like, or like the King Kong ride that is like at Universal Studios, which is a screen that goes completely around you. Anyway. Kong Skull <laughs> Island. And today, we're, we haven't done a film commentary yet. We've talked about it. Uh-huh. But have we done it yet? No. Yeah, we have. We here's did? Because here's, we're doing it right now what i have a suggestion okay. yeah. what we can do maybe for like our two-year anniversary or something assuming mm-hmm. we make it that far um <laughs> like most marriages these days am i right <laughs> hey you know what <laughs> hey m- hopefully my marriage will last until the time we do the next commentary we need to do a commentary on our I commentary s- i say an extra prayer episode. every night for you it's a great idea commentary of our commentary mm-hmm. commentary of our commentary commentary of our commentary <laughs> Um, what movie are we watching? Let's read the intro. I don't know. Isaac, you're being really bad about talking in the mic. Oh, brother. Um, I will try to fix my head here. Fix your I think head. what needs to happen is this needs to come this yeah, way. Yeah, you could move it that way. Boy, oh boy. I'm not going to cut anything out of this episode. Nothing, not even this intro. Nothing gets cut <laughs> it's out. It's pretty bad. No one's going to make it to the commentary. <laughs> what movie are we watching? Tip them. Tip them. Phantomic. Tip them. We're just the tip of the iceberg. I hate this episode. <laughs> um, we're watching The Phantom Menace today. We're doing a film commentary because that's what podcasters do, I guess. And <laughs> we like these movies and we would like you to watch The Phantom Menace the next time you watch it with us in your ears. Or not, because you probably know the movie good enough by now. You probably know what we're talking about. That's what I was going to say. I've listened to commentary episodes just as a podcast, because generally, if you're interested to listen to a commentary, you know the episode. And well it's enough. a whale of a time. Or you know the movie well enough, I should say. Free Willy. Far be it for me to misspeak time. in this intro. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. I have a confession. Oh, have oh. you not seen The Phantom Menace before? No, I haven't. <laughs> Is Usher here? <laughs> I... I can't see you because Isaac's head and water bottle. I have a large head. <laughs> Is that a better water bottle? water bottle? Are you going to spill that water everywhere? Is I that think a... that's the same water bottle. Is that bottle? the same one? Yes, I. Uh, okay. There's a certain way you got to hold your mouth to to wind the thing up, or else right. it just. What's your thing? Your confession? my confession. I hate commentaries. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and oh, I got oh. kind of roped into this. That's yeah. on brand for this yeah. show. Us doing things that you hate. <laughs> I guess we never checked with Jasmine. I hate listening to commentaries. I don't know. Maybe I like actually doing a commentary. See, I really like commentary. You not by random podcasters, but I like. <laughs> I love listening to directors' commentaries. I that. think. This is a bad idea. I think it will be fun, but I think we will get like four listeners for these episodes. <laughs> oh, it's going to be real bad. Okay, we should start this thing. 
Are you going to play the movie lowly under this? Yeah, scene? I'll have a... Oh, I Good. should turn subtitles on, too. Like, Oh, definitely do that. While our listeners are listening, they'll be able to hear the uh, movie in the background. Uh, so we are at the A Long Time Ago in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Yeah. And we are about to start. Three, two, one, go! Hey, look at that. But are you going to insert the three, two, one? That doesn't really matter. Hey! Well, the movie started. Oh. The movie started. The movie started. And I gotta say, one of my favorite things about The Phantom Menace, it's episode one, and what does it say up there? Episode one. Episode <laughs> right off the bat. Hey, there's no I in team, but there is an one. Well, there I is think, an eye-shaped <laughs> thing I think called Roman numeral one. I think you're an okay fan, but I think I'm a better fan because I liked it from the moment it said Star Wars. I liked it from the moment <laughs> that I bought a ticket. So I liked it even before you did, technically. Well, I never bought a ticket. Someone gave it to me for free. Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I like Star Wars from the moment George Lucas was conceived because the writing was on the wall. I like Star Wars before George Lucas's grandfather had even been born. We're going back to the 1800s, I think. We're point. going like initial photographs where the person has been sitting there for an hour and a half, just dead eyed at the camera. I have to say, uh, there is a lot of criticism that this movie is boring. Yeah. And yeah. What about this opening crawl? That's always like, man, it's, it's the most boring opening crawl. It is a boring. But I've never crawl. been excited by opening crawls, unlike Riley, who flips out at the what? first word well, of what about half of them. War. <laughs> War is, war is all right, but Luke's, you know what? The you only didn't one... get excited at Luke Skywalker's vanish. I, w- I was about to correct myself and say Luke Skywalker's vanish was like whoa. That is most exciting. Mm. That was a good one. All the rest of them could not care less. Ugh. That's the thing. My wife got mad at me for correcting her. She said I could care <laughs> I less, and I said couldn't care less, and she was like, "Ugh." <laughs> Man, we're watching this in HD. HD. Hi. With subtitles. And I can't say anything inappropriate, so I can't <laughs> just have to roll. <laughs> Machinery beeping says the subtitles. <laughs> yep. Let's we just get, read the subtitles. <laughs> That's Dude, a great I, idea. Have I told you the story that I uh, made a nude Gunray costume what? for one of my friend's graduation parties? It was a costume party. You made a racist co- a costume for your friend's graduation party? I, they, they sell nude Gunray masks, so I had no part in making the face. So the, the body can't be Green racist. Face. Only a face can be racist. <laughs> Facist. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Do we can have I, to start the movie over? No. <laughs> can I talk about this little moment <laughs> yeah. of of them pulling in to the like hangar? Yeah. I feel that as a kid, one of the appeals of a new Star Wars movie was seeing things you'd never seen before. And I do think that was maybe the, the thing that The Force Awakens was lacking, maybe up until I saw like the Lugga Beast, where that was that gigantic puppet that I'd, I'd never seen that elaborate of a creature before. But- I remember that particular shot of them pulling in, the battle droids looking around, those crazy droid ships, like, completely blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of that these days, where things are like, oh, I can't believe this amazing design that no, I've just seen. No, because CGI's everywhere and in everything. And mm-hmm. It's true. It's not as But exciting. just art direction in general, like, they don't strive. The Last Jedi's a little better. Tune in in two weeks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I was going to we'll um, I was trying to think before we started this, what really stood out to me about Phantom Menace. Like I, I wanted to touch on, especially when this movie began, because like that—that's kind of the the most nostalgia I have is probably for this first ten minutes, just based on like your initial viewing as a kid seeing this in the theater, and like especially like this right here, like, like just this little part of the spaceship with these aliens I'd never seen before, and the you had the the protocol droid who looks exactly like C three PO, so you're you're PC grounded 14. in the universe. Yeah, she you, has a name. She's at your service. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and so. That's 
one of the things I think people the criticisms which we have shared on this show about how there's not enough familiar things in these new movies that kind of ground you and where you are except maybe the legacy characters but something like this you have you recognize the Jedi robes you recognize the protocol droid but you're in a completely different environment and the sounds and the sights and the aliens may be different but you, you at least know where you are you know you're in Star Wars and more chrome <laughs> more everything's chrome. chrome in the future I like the past future yeah. I like uh, the future. fact that <laughs> immediately we get to you know get go up against some droid racism there with TC14 sure. <laughs> well no they're, droid. yeah they're yeah. like we're not going to go in there with jedi send the droid it is good one like one of my favorite little things of watching behind the scenes is seeing off-screen puppeteers controlling the Nemoidians' mouths with like <laughs> basically video game controllers like they have these robot mouths it's crazy why would they ever do that? And they never match what they're saying. No, no. which is kind of appropriate the, in the inappropriateness that it's striving the, for. The people who make those like mouth clicking sound YouTube videos should make like just videos oh, of ASMR. Ma- yeah, they should make ASMR videos of just Nemoidian mouths. So just bad like, lip <laughs> readings, <laughs> bad lip readings with ASMR Nemoidians. Yes, <laughs> we'll think of a joke later. Did you guys know that the person who plays Newt Gunray? Also plays Kiati Mundi. Oh, Silas Carson. Yeah, yeah. Actor. and he is he doesn't not even, Asian. If you're wondering, well, I don't think he does the voice for Newt. I uh, think he does. No, Keati he does. M- does he do the voice? He for does. Him too? There's an interview with him, and he talks about that he was specifically directed to do that kind of accent, which I believe was Cambodian. Uh, like George it's Lucas had in mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he was directed to do a Nemoian accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the lightsabers came out. The lightsabers. I don't think call them lightsabers. They do slice through things. <laughs> it's li- like butter. Look at those battle droids. That's my favorite character from this movie. Is the uh, person who says they've gone up the ventilation shaft. Dofine. Is that? That's not Dofine. Is it just the random? No, no just, There's a name for him, but yeah, yeah. Dofine is the stunted slime that he does not want yes. to see in his. He's got the glasses again. that's also inside of his mouth. Yep, <laughs> mouth glasses, as <laughs> as you have. What won't they think of next? I remember the excitement in the theater uh, when these destroyer droids rolled rolled down the hall. <laughs> like they just seemed so completely impossible. I remember like gasps, and I remember my dad's reaction being like, "Oh my god, this is crazy!" Like I just I have a distinct memory of people freaking out at the destroyer droids. Yeah, this is another moment like the Jedi pulling out their lightsabers and doing this sort of thing. That was so fun as a kid seeing this. Like that's. For all the, the the boring like criticisms this movie may get, I one of the recent times I watched this, like the first twenty minutes, thirty minutes of the movie are decently action filled. Like the this sequence right oh, yeah. here, like after you get into the ship, I mean it's nonstop bebopping and scatting until you get to <laughs> the Senate. It's a shame we can't cut anything out. But is this the one instance in the all the movies of them doing this force run? Yes. Yeah. Why do they do this? <laughs> I don't know, especially because it would be like the perfect Chekhov's gun for Obi-Wan to run fast later mm-hmm. when he's chasing after Qui-Gon. Yeah, but- even if he were to like bolt into the thing closing and yeah. not make it in time. But he does know? it like it just doesn't appear ever again. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I did not notice this until I bought a DVD of this movie, which was not that long ago. <laughs> that like within the fast. last 10 years, like because watching it on a movie screen in or 1999. Like and then watching it in VHS, it yeah. was so blurry that I couldn't tell us what happened. Yeah, I, was I didn't either. Confused. Me too. So it just looks like a skip in the tape. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really did. Yeah. So I, it, yeah, once you have it on Blu-ray, then it's like, oh, that 
People talked about a force run, and I was like, that never happened. (laughs) Oh, and I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it it took until clarity of vision. I love this Flash Gordon screen. It's great about Donna House out. Let's refrain from yeah, imitating not, the Nemoidians. Not imitate these. I like saying that in real life. I'll just say that sometimes in the shower. It's Queen Amidala herself. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at in the shower that's causing you to say it's Queen Amidala herself? He does his hair up Great. real nice in the shower. You make like the uh, full body bun that like goes all like the. Uh, you know what it's like is like the little radiation around a sun, like sunbeams going Shaving around her cream head. all over his face, so it looks all white. A lion's mane. And then I cut bun. myself in my cheek so that the blood comes. Oh. Out. <laughs> Speaking of, is Speaking this of. Kira Knightley right here or is this Natalie Portman? That's doing Natalie, Natalie Portman. 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 You, can tell, you, you can, can tell because the accent is really bad. At least Kira mm. Knightley is English. I have and to has say, an English accent. The most baffling aspect of this movie is this double fake that happens for no it, reason yeah it's not really it's it doesn't really serve a great purpose hey naboo or any purpose notoriously Nab- that naboo was is beautiful that was like oh, their yeah. proof of concept More like for, beautiful. The, for the cgi in this movie was that matte painting it's technically a matte painting of naboo that you just hey, saw great camera work we were introduced to palpitasidious uh, on the right side of the screen we're introduced to palpatine on the left side mirror much <laughs> please Pull out your phones, everybody. <laughs> Google Ring Theory. Oh, boy. You know what? I got to say, once again, with Ring Theory, I'm talking out of my mouth again. That's that one of the better places to talk. But I, I, I feel like if, if someone spends this much time with the movie, if they're making the movie themselves and, and people catch on to it, I mean, L- Lucas said, like, it's like poetry. It rhymes. And so there was deliberateness from him. So all the instances where it's like, maybe I tend to skew... It was probably intentional because once again, like he intended for a lot of this stuff to mirror and to rhyme and to yeah. I'm like, irritated. Repeat. I'm irritated by this. I, I think it's perpetuated by things like cinema sins of people trying to outsmart the movie and filmmakers. Like there's this thing that movies are just a bunch of tricks, and you can you can figure out the tricks and show how dumb they are. But filmmakers put so much thought into their movies that like there's this image of anytime a movie is bad that the director was just this bumbling idiot who like slipped on a banana peel and fell <laughs> onto a film reel and that made the movie but a we, lot of thought I'd and intention it. goes behind even the worst of movies we talked about it in an episode a couple weeks ago but there is like this hesitation to like anything there's a hesitation to believe in anything like if you have any sort of whimsy in life then you're not wired and yeah if you have any amount of whimsy in life you're not wired that's, <laughs> that's what they if i want you say. to take anything away from this commentary it's it's this <laughs> Say that in an undertone as you watch this. I'm not trip. one. This this movie is tough for me to watch because I'm trying not to like worry about plot holes, especially after the last Jedi came out, and that's just people care too much about plot holes, and yeah. that's not really the point of movies. But there are so many things that happen in this movie that I just don't understand why. Like why Obi Wan and Qui Gon would split up to sneak onto ships when they don't know where the ships are going. On the They're planning. following the will of the force, you goon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, split the table. Take this opportunity to say, be nice to Ahmed Best. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I can't he say anything about Jar Jar now because I feel so bad for him. <laughs> I want to say that I liked him before it was cool. <laughs> I liked him before he was born. I liked him oh, before no. his grandfather was born. I liked him before grandfather clocks were invented. <laughs> we're back to the 1300s. We got a wiener. <laughs> Excuse I I, me. I genuinely like Jar Jar, and I I understand why people don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
You know what I want to talk about more is is people who say like the CGI in this movie is terrible and doesn't hold up and it's just distracting. I feel like the CGI is really good. I think the mechanical CGI stuff holds up. I think the droids all hold up really well. Yeah, me too. And ships and stuff. Jar Jar t- doesn't hold up as well. No, this but, is actually the first but, time I'm looking at Jar Jar and being like, you know, he doesn't look super in place. Like, yeah, yeah. But for once, it, like, organic people, stuff was always harder yeah. to do. Yeah, he was literally the first completely mocap character, yeah. mm-hmm. and this was 1999. So you gotta and one like, I think maybe filmmakers never thought that screens would get so clear that we would notice all their mess-ups. <laughs> because you all, if you're going to yeah. watch it, watching this on VHS, it probably looks relatively oh, yeah. good, fine. I, I think this movie looks better than Attack of the Clones. And I, that, it, it 100% does. does. And, and that's because... It's film. Yeah, it's film. So it looks it just looks better, and they didn't know what they were doing with digital yet with Attack of the Clones, and the CGI in that holds up way less than anything. Yeah, it's so bad. It's part of the reason I hate it so much. I've talked about it before, but I find the bad CGI charming in the same way that I find old monster movies like Gamera movies charming. Like there's a there's a certain charm to cheap special effects, and I I have a certain nostalgia for it. So I I don't. It doesn't look great, but it's part of the fun for me. The I I don't like characters like Jar Jar are fine. Something that's all CGI. Where it starts to annoy me are things in like Attack of the Clones, where you have the clones like the, all their armor is CGI. That's another like, thing when where you could I, just put an actor in armor. And, yeah, it's another thing where until the Blu-ray release, I didn't know that they were all CGI. It yeah. was good enough that I just thought that Who'd they were people in. This is this, such, this is such great design. Yeah. Come on, yeah. That this is another like as a kid, one of my first like, oh man, like moments watching this, like and just seeing like how deep Odagunga goes. Like it looks like a really big city. Mm-hmm. And by underwater. the way, like all of this when they walk in is a set that they built. Like it's, which is funny because I've heard people say this CGI looks terrible, mm-hmm. but <laughs> this is specifically a set that they built. Like all of this they built. They're really walking around there. Not the Gungans. Gasping, chattering, says the... I almost said says the special effects, but that's not what yeah, this is called. This reminds me of like one of my favorite... <laughs> I always remember that line for some reason. One of my favorite... One of the most memorable lines in yeah. Film criticisms of like movies in 2017, 2018 is where someone's like, man, the CGI was so bad here. And then you watch behind the scenes and it turns out that was a practical effect. So people don't know what anything is, so... <laughs> yeah, Obi-Wan's, or... Kids at Obi-Wan home looks like so much CGI there. He looks be terrible. wired and... Don't get. I feel like um, <laughs> old Tarpal looks better than Jar Jar for some reason. It's because he has a mustache. Oh, no, Jar Jar. <laughs> How no, again, Jar Jar. Wood. How wooed. Like, I agree with you guys. Leave Ahmed Best alone. It's not like. Again, that's another instance of the fandom being terrible. The fandom, yeah. in air quotes, being terrible. I just, I'm not going to be on board with Jar Jar the character. I just don't like him. You have to like him now. <laughs> I, that's that's the thing. I kind of feel like I have to like him, and I like Ahmed best, and I don't blame him. You for don't anything, have to like him. You just have like, to not be mean. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's a there's a big difference between not liking a character Ooh. and wanting the did actor you, to. Did you ever die. notice these guys that are sitting next to Boss Nass have like this? Old, uh, like, chainmail looking garb on. Yeah, yeah and this cool. leads to our first question from the internet about oh, that's right. why we had it. The Boss Nass is why different. Why are you shouting at us? Because <laughs> this is our listeners talking right now. They're trying to get into the microphone. We said no Karen about the Naboo. We said no Karen about the Naboo. Who's Karen, I wonder? 
<laughs> we, they didn't we say that you're Karen. Speed use away. Is it racist to imitate him? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Why is Boss Nass so different? What's what's the deal? You, what oh, I just always assumed that Gungans matured into frogs. Like they they look. <laughs> I like... think if he loses all the weight, he still has. Yeah, like, I just thought he was bill. fat. Yeah, I think yeah. he's just fat because like, he's got the he's got the ears behind. Yeah, him. they're just like they're wrapped like a, up. Yeah. He's pony like ponytail. Mm-hmm. An ear ponytail. He just has fat bags under his eyes. Oh, is this a good time, too, to talk about Mr. Uh, or Mrs. or Ms. Tur Palm Tree Jutsu? Asking, what did you guys think of the idea of Jar Jar being a secret force <laughs> user who is manipulating events during Ep 1? Question mark? I think it's... No, use your words. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think that was ever the intention for Jar Jar no. to be the the Sith Lord. That's I mean, just my opinion. It's it's more more obvious that he's just being manipulated, not the one doing the manipulating. Yeah, I think the whole point of his character is that he was the one being manipulated. Yeah. It's a much to me. It's a stronger narrative if he if Sidious uses the bumbling idiot to get his plan across. <laughs> not main... if secretly this genius yeah. is. Acting like a dum dum all the time. The main like evidence for this theory is that one clip out of context, George Lucas saying Jar Jar is the key to all of this. If we can get him working, <laughs> yeah. Then like that's that's the clip they always use to support. That. Oh but, really? But he's talking about like if you look back at the actual documentary, that part he's talking about like CGI. Yeah, he's talking about and special the effects that they're using, and like so he's not talking about the plot of the movie. <laughs> Jar Jar is the key. He's talking about no George Lucas. Effects. Even then, was trying to trick the audience. He knew that the <laughs> yeah. camera was there. I uh, it's. Yeah, I I just feel like it just doesn't make that much sense for Jar Jar to be. Uh, yeah, he's just like, also he's, all he's his just like, clumsy. His, yeah, his his like clumsy <laughs> dumb luck hijinks are. You just might like, be saying that because George Lucas loved Buster Keaton right so much. Yeah, that that's he what I was gonna to, say. Yeah, I've uh, always enjoyed the underwater chase. This is it, one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Absolutely, I love it. it's also one of the, the scenes it's where a bigger um, fish. this is a. <laughs> This is a scene where Jar Jar really works, like as a comedic character. You'd say boom to gas, boom to gas, not necessarily this. Then banished. Hey, Blibber, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> hey, like Blibber, when, I when heard they released this in theaters, we we watched it like when they released it in 3D, and this is Ooh, one part where like the audience actually laughed, like when. Like, mm-hmm. when do you think that we're in trouble? And then the lights go on, and there's a gigantic fish in front of them. Yeah, is Maxie, this big Maxie fish big right here? <laughs> is he the Phantom Menace? Because you never think it's the one that's a fish. You never. Th- that is a cool. Like, yeah, I, yeah, that design is really cool. I would love a gung. I think I've said this before. I would love like a comic or a video game where you're a gungan hunter, oh, man. like hunting the wildlife of Naboo. Yeah, it'd be great. Going underwater and hunting that giant Cthulhu. Monster. I, I also just like the idea that George Lucas is like, you know, we've had so many chases in space, spaces, <laughs> that we could have the same kind of thing, but underwater, where like a big underwater creature is chasing them instead of like a ship or a big space worm. A cup. And a ship. <laughs> a cup. We're on the trade ship again. And I remember you mentioning this, Jake, when we back when we talked about this movie the first time, how there was something about just like the cadence of the Nemordians that kind of drew you like. In <laughs> as a child, just like something rhythmic about the I way they talk. I find Cambodian accent soothing. It's pronounced Nemoidian, but <laughs> but I, I I am one well, of the weirdos Maxie who really likes it when we go back to the trade ship. And now we're back in Duff underwater. Horse. I also I want to point out something that in the background of that last scene, you see these weird droids walking by in the background. 
And I always thought, what were those droids doing? You never see them again. Like, they're the, this specific kind of droid you never see. But I didn't what, even notice. Okay, well, let's rewind it. No, just kidding. <laughs> that would ruin the entire that thing. That would ruin the entire thing. So next time you watch the movies, listeners, watch out for those droids. And I, I was always bothered that we had this cool design that we never see again, but you do see it again. After the Gungan battle is over, they are on the ground cleaning up all the droid parts. So they're like cleanup droids or something. Oh, that reminds me of a. Uh, they did that in Attack of the Clones too, where um, the window that Obi Wan jumps out of, there is a droid repairing that window when uh they go to Padme when she's packing up for the trip with Anakin. Oh yeah, is yeah. that what that droid's doing? Yeah, he's replacing like I've the, been the panel. As to why that droid showed up? Yeah, you can see him re- like push, sticking a panel oh, back. Oh, I like yep. that. That's good. Oh yeah, a little pod grooming real quick. Where I'd like to nah. credit. Friend of our show, best friend, Jim as far Rick. as I'm concerned, Mr. Roku Depot oh, for yeah. that uh, Boss Nass question. Thanks, buddy. Which Boss Nass question? The only Boss Nass question we've asked so far. Did we have one? Why was he different? <laughs> Why was he different? Oh, I didn't realize that was a listener Why question. Why was he so if, fat? If we can't I think remember what fat. we said 10 minutes ago. That's, we're gonna <laughs> I didn't know. I, I just didn't hear him say that was a listener Ooh, question. Mm, another great Naboo shot. We're going to have an episode about this someday in the future, near future, I think, but... I want to point this out in the underwater section. Some great sound design there. I love oh, all of yeah. those. I love all of the sounds of the. The sound the of the bongo is really sea monsters. Great. The bongo is really great. I had a Lego bongo when I was young. Lego bongo. Lego bongo. Lego bongo. <laughs> That's when we do our Ben Bertiful episode. I, I want to say episode. that to me, like the difference between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy is, and it's intentional. But it's a reason why people don't like the prequels as much is if this were the original trilogy, the ship would have been malfunctioning and sparks would have been flying out of the wall and they'd been scrambling to fix it and everyone would have been panicking. Yeah, everyone And that calm would have added to the tension. And in this one, everyone <laughs> just like, it's fine. We'll let the forest guide us. And that is makes sense for a character, but not as it's exciting. A little, it's a little, yeah, it's a little boring when your main characters are unflappable. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, they should have had a bird character, because they're very flappable. They're super flappable. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wondered which flap joke you're going to go with, and I'm, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Flap I could have gone boss nass flaps. <laughs> Mud flaps, flapjacks. And... Give the dog a bone. <laughs> Papa John's. <laughs> Are we going to order Papa John's at some point, by the way? Yeah, why not? Sure. I had that for dinner last night. Let's do it again. I actually had it on the way here. I took some cold pizza with me. This is a sad story so far. Let's hope it picks up at the end. <laughs> Funny. We'll see. Here's the other bit of evidence for the uh, Jar Jar is a Jedi. The fact that he can't the, jump down a wall. No, that he like he comes down in a weird way. I don't. He does. I've seen YouTube videos explaining why him falling down this is further proof. I don't yeah, remember their reasoning. Calm the heck down. Very yeah, but they're more like boo tube. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Falls. I always yeah, really he just, like falls this there. Scene, he falls and catches himself. Yeah. Now I gotta look. No, I always like that move nothing. where, like, Qui-Gon, like, flips his lightsaber back into his belt while it's still kind of on. Oh, it's so good. Literally, the entire point of Jar Jar in this scene is that all the Jedis are doing cool stuff, and he can barely, like, scale down right. a wall. Like, like Isaac said, his main inspiration was, like, Buster Keaton. Yeah. Like, he was not meant to be a uh, Did you know that Buster Keaton person? was a secret genius who was secretly pulling the strings behind all of the special effect stunts that he did? No, I didn't. Oh, well, you should look at <laughs> YouTube.com. <laughs> You think, did they name the peanut buster right parfait a Dairy Queen after him? Was it's that Captain his favorite? Pancake. It, was so, just, it was just a peanut parfait before that? This is my favorite scene in the entire movie. So right here, it's Kira, right? Yes. Knightley? This yeah. yeah, this is Kira Knightley in the in the dress. Oh. Kira? Kira Tracker. Oh, yeah. You, you, can, you can tell. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
We wouldn't dare. Is it CO or Sio Bibble? I always say CO. I, I always say potato potato. Potato. Okay, I always say CO. Do you say Sio? I say Sio. I say CO Bibble. Because they Let's never call the say whole thing it in, off. <laughs> <laughs> they never say it in the movie, but it was just like in books and stuff. And so. most Star Wars characters' names aren't said in the movie. That's true. I don't think that uh, Darth Vader's ever said in any of the movies. If you really pay attention, <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, it is. He had really <laughs> pay attention. Oh. <laughs> Quit breaking oh. your microphone, Isaac. I'm dying over here, man. <laughs> Good God. I, I had a thing I wanted to say, but I'm going to save it for after this scene, because I save love this exchange scene. with uh, Qui-Gon oh, and the battle droid. Take it away, Qui-Gon. And I love the it's way the music rises after you're under arrest. It's like one of the greatest John Williams music moments. We're going to talk about John Williams soon, too. Yeah, we are. Coruscant. Old J-dubs. Johnnywills.com. That doesn't compute. That little musical moment right there. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I played, you know, maybe I'll save this for the Williams episode. Oh, wow. I played a video game that used, it came out in 2002, Star Wars Galaxies. Oh. And it used a lot of old music because it was set during the the old, the original trilogy. But because this movie and... Um, it, it came out like shortly after Attack of the Clones came out. It uses a ton of music from those. So when I hear all this music, I just think of Star Wars. Think of that game. That's the combat music. Every time you get in a fight, it would be that music right there. I just think of Lego Star Wars because I just played that so much. There you go. Yeah, same same music. I, I also want to say that I, I think that that like bum 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 like that's like my favorite little just exciting music drop. That yeah. little fanfare so that it's so good. The fanfare was Rick Olai's theme. Hey, Rick Olai. Why does it play when Anakin... Is it Olai or Olay? I always said Olay. That's another character. <laughs> that I definitely said. said Olay. I definitely said Olay. I used to call I him Rick... Like a little I, player, like, I'm Olay. always chanting his name at soccer games. I called him Rick Ollie when I was a kid, so... That's when you were a Tony Hawk fan. <laughs> I appreciate character actors who get to keep their male pattern baldness <laughs> sure. in, their, in their role. <laughs> I thought you said milk pattern milk for a second, pattern but you didn't. I had, uh, I had little toys. You remember those computer chips that you would do with the scanner for episode one yeah, toys yeah. oh yeah yeah the, i had a rick Olay one that's I just, great all those all of the terrible line readings from that thing always stick in my what mind were those things like, called coming in too strong Com-tech Com-tech. Yeah. yeah i've still so got good. mine doesn't work but i still have it i don't I... think i have the chips anymore i still have the toys i love but... the scene i love the little miniature they built of the uh like r2 plugging in the little wire to the mm-hmm. ship it's so good and you get R2 introduced as like a heroic droid. It's something that I definitely like wasn't expecting when I saw mm-hmm. the movie. It's like, oh, cool. It's a big galaxy, though. <laughs> well, it is, but <laughs> <laughs> look at all those stars. <laughs> Anakin wants to be the first one to Each see one them of all. the yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. to say that. So yeah, like for the first, how many minutes are we into this movie? Like twenty minutes into this movie? I don't know. Yeah, and like it hasn't stopped for like a second. It's just go 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 hey. gadget. But now it's gonna stop movie. for a long time. And now and we kind of hang out. It does stop till the very end. Everyone needs yeah. to read this. No, it does not. It does not. The Tatooine it stuff does. is the best. Yeah, but it doesn't like. It's, there's no. I guess the pod race is actiony. But other than race. that, there's not a whole lot. I of guess action the pod race is actiony. Is the line I want you to take away from Riley yep. Bum today? Yep. And I just want to reiterate for I okay. Look, I want to talk about is. the fact that he is sitting in a hologram chair. <laughs> they He's set, so short. They set up their holographic projection in such a way that it would match the way he was sitting. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused by that. 
I never noticed it. I never really put two and two together like that till now, but I think I like the movie more now. My dream <laughs> is that at one point they would all be standing side by side in a urinal and so would the I hologram. Was, I was just about to say that maybe they just like put the, the camera, the projector down lower so that his feet <laughs> no, are on the but ground. No, you can see but the then, chair. I know. Well, but then like Maul comes in behind him and he's so much taller. So obviously Sidious is yeah. sitting down wherever he is. <laughs> It's so good. I think he's sitting on the ground because, like, Ray Park is five foot four. Yeah, seriously. And Maul looks so tall. I in that may shot. be taller than Ray Park. <laughs> you might be. Can One you do as many backflips in a row as him? Well, of course. Okay. I practice every day. R two D two. By the way, Ray Your Park, highness. thanks a lot for nothing for reading our show intro. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Ray Park, we literally had a fan ask if they would, if he would read our show intro, and he said, "Nope." I wonder if that's a, a Lucasfilm directive. Here's what he oh, should I'm have sure said is, is um, hi, I'm Brian Young from Full of Sith. Would you read our show intro? And and then he might have done it, but we would just erase it with Grandma talking. <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying because they're more famous than us. <laughs> yes. I didn't say anything de- disparaging or deparaging about Or deparaging. <laughs> A pair of jeans. What is this? A traveling sisterhood of the pants? How about Captain Panaka always being a big Debbie Downer in this movie? Anytime Qui-Gon says something, Captain Panaka's like, well, we would probably die if we did that. <laughs> I think it's fitting that he later turns into a huge jerk that was on the first Death Star. Was he on the first? I think he's supposed to have died on the first Death Star. Oh, no, he got I assassinated. That. Is that what it was? Okay. Well, new canon. Remember he was in Leia, oh. Princess of Alderaan? Oh, that's and he's right. like, I don't think you I read. Forgot. I didn't read that. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, he's like, wow, book. Leia, you look like somebody I know. <laughs> and and yeah, you as you as the reader have all the tension inside of you because no one in the book knows what's going on. That right. may be my favorite segment in all of New Canon. Yeah, because he's like exchange. It's so tense, and he figures out who Leia is. And he's like, I gotta make a phone call real quick, and he's about to call the Emperor. Yep, and then he's, he's Grand Moff Pancake in that book. <laughs> that should have been our show title, by the way. Grand Moff Pancake. Pancake. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. It's very, very rare in Star Wars that we go to somebody's home and that they ever go back home. Mm -hmm. So we see Luke's home. Mm-hmm. Well, he does he go never, back home for a second. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't go inside. He doesn't stay. No, he just. We don't go back to Obi Wan's home. No, there was a deleted scene. Doesn't count. And certainly Obi Wan never goes back home. Luke goes back to Obi Wan's home. Luke goes back to Obi Wan's home. The hyperdrive is so conspicuous right. on this ship. Yeah, that hyperdrive is an interesting design. <laughs> Where's the hyperdrive? Well, we Here's have the whole room. We have two like a, pieces of plastic. It's a 1962 we... computer. The skin does murder Demisa skin. What? I kind of like that line, actually. <laughs> I feel like they should have had to put a fish tank on his head like in SpongeBob, you know what I mean? Like, because he's kind of amphibious. <laughs> Jasmine, you haven't uh, said a lot. Talk about this scene right here. The most, <laughs> the most jam-packed scene, scene of the movie. Why does Qui-Gon get convinced to let Padme come along? I, no, he's like, the, the queen demands that you take her. He's like, no more demands, no more commands from her highness today. And then he's like, the queen wishes it. He's like, oh, well, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> if she wishes uh, well, it. I have two more wishes. <laughs> Qui-Gon did that thing where like, can I come with you, Qui-Gon? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> May I? All right. Uh, I'm a stickler for semantics. Get ready for the and icky, Anakin's icky mother. Goo. The best part of the movie. Icky poo. Icky icky ooh goo. He says icky poo. I think Ew. it's goo. Let's icky, icky goo. I like how like there's aliens icky, in this. Icky goo. No way in Hoth he says goo. that. Yeah. He says because yeah. poo, poo means food. 
bantha poodoo is bantha fodder. You know so. what I like about like <laughs> fodder does not mean food. I want you to know right well, now. Well, it's food for animals. In Lucas era Star Wars movies, you have either aliens Read walking down the street or you have humans with funny hats on. Either way, people look out of the ordinary. Hey, hey, there he is, our boy. This is literally my favorite character in all of Star Wars. <laughs> he's That's he's so good. No, not really. But I love he's fun. this guy. He's so funny and fun. And people say that he's racist. I can't and stand his man. They're beard. wrong. Well, <laughs> if you're offended by it, you're incorrect. And let me explain why. As a white man, no, I'm just kidding. But so I understand what people say that he's a Jewish stereotype, but he literally has an Italian accent. No, I think it's more about his personality and looks where they get the Jewish stereotype. Well, that's racist on their part. Well, I was about to say this is an alien, but it is Jewish people who have said it. So I no. will let them say that no <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding listen you're allowed to be offended by things well <laughs> i guess it, it, i have hey, no place an to say anakin starts in heaven he ends in hell hey that's it interesting no get out of here that's racist i can't handle this He's a- i i can't do this what <laughs> me liking something i'm sorry <laughs> No, you say first. That I'm not allowed to like a Jewish stereotype, an and now he's not allowed to strain for significance. <laughs> I'm straining. Because what of is with the jokes. robot? Like that thing is a droid. That thing rotating that behind Anakin's head. What's he thinking? He's, I think he's shaking his head at the dialogue. Also, I'm just saying, if I come across a little boy and the first thing he says to me is, "Are you an angel?" I'm gonna. You're be jumping like, out of your pants. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like the opposite. She's <laughs> getting in a second pair of pants. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Thank God my traveling pants came in today. <laughs> I'm running away from that person, little boy. My name is Anakin. And never talking to him again. I don't think that she has any kind of romantic feelings for him in this movie. No. I but think it would a... be great if she didn't have it at Ever. all. Until Ever? Like, until like maybe revenge, I think, is where they, their romance blossomed. You think it would have been better if the romance blossomed in episode three? Yes. Yeah. I think that might be true. I, I think if it, it turned in, if it was more of like he was obsessed with her the whole time and- Look at that guy turning he was knobs futilely in the background, that droid. He's, well, he's, he's doing he's just turning <laughs> two <laughs> knobs over and over again. When they job. do from a certain point of view for Phantom Menace, I want his short story. <laughs> All my life I've been turning these two knobs over and over again. Two levers like a claw machine that goes nowhere. Look at all those medical droids back there too. I've never noticed them. Do you think that just Watto has a lot of health problems? That's why he has the medical droids around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think his Can you imagine shaving his beard? No. How much, no, he doesn't do How much would you cut yourself? I think Watto holds up really good as a CGI creature, too. Like, Watto all of looks his better than Jar Jar. All his creases and crevices. Mm-hmm. George Lucas has the said textures, that- They just couldn't get very high-resolution textures back then. You know? I think that's the issue with Blu-ray, is you realize, like, oh, this is like a 480p character yeah. floating yeah. on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You know what it's like is Donkey Kong Country where they just they couldn't do 3D graphics, so they just superimposed a <laughs> GIF of a moving character. Yes. That's what this is like. It's exactly the same, guys. I wish I could cut out the part of me was... defending Watto, but I can't. <laughs> you can't. It can't be done. <laughs> it can't be done. I feel bad about it. But I like Watto, is all I'm saying. <sighs> I was glad to meet he you literally too. Just saw <laughs> the direction they went and then he just had to do a little spin. <laughs> yeah. I like that little spin, and I I think that Jar Jar 
Adventures with the Droid is genuinely kind of funny. Like that, as far as Jar Jar comedy moments, that works for me. He's a little try hard. I gotta, people who have things inside of their butt about this, the the, the prequels, need to. <laughs> I want <just>, specifics. <laughs> I choose not to. <laughs> they just just have fun with it. These are. I feel like these movies are easy to have fun with if you open your heart to it and your butt. <laughs> And all the things that might be in there, you just let them just go. Just take them all out. <laughs> take them out of there. <laughs> no. no. I have fun with like half of this movie. Noah but... Gain, who's that? No. This is this is for sure That's my favorite Jordan prequel. For sure. Yeah. Like, That's your favorite prequel? Definitely. Yeah, I think yeah. it's mine too. I, enjoy, I do enjoy watching yeah. this movie. Even though uh, there's lots of things I don't like about it, I enjoy watching it and it's a fun time. To defend Brian Young, and this is the last time hey, I'll do that. Um, Ooh, let's hear it. Greedo is back Gra-gra. there. Gra-gra. I mean, Greedo. Quinlan Boss is somewhere. Do you see oh, the Rodian back oh, there yeah, doing nothing? There's a Rodian just sitting. It's they just, have a blank costume. It's definitely just a mannequin sitting there. Yeah, there's there. nobody in there. It's that Her name is Gra-Gra, and she's a she, by the way. Whoopi Whoopi is my favorite form of currency I think he's Star a she, Wars. and I think she's a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of backstory with Gra-Gra. Oh, there's Quinlan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yellow tattoo. <laughs> just look for the yellow. Don't. Sebulba also... Great Sebulba character design. Also, like, weird like, last name for him. Walking on your arms, grabbing with your feet. Uh, Why one didn't Qui Gon say anything? To, he should have said hi to Quinlan Vos, don't you think? Like Quinlan got there, maybe he's got a ship. Yeah. Why <laughs> can't Why can't Quinlan Vos? Who's help Quinlan Vos? He's a Jedi. He's a Jedi. <laughs> Who? He's he's uh, unless he literally in there. You know, was is this a something you have to read about like, in a book? Yep. But George in, Lucas didn't know clone, about it. He's in the Clone, clone Wars. Wars that hadn't been invented yet, you weirdo. I'm just saying, he is a character. Then they just like, like took his character model and made him into a Jedi, and <laughs> then there's this huge... But, like, it's kind of weird. Maybe he was undercover. He was, like, he was the official Jedi of Dark Horse Comics, though, where, like, he was... Mm-hmm. He was a like, bad boy. Like, ooh, I like girls and slashing <laughs> things with my lightsaber. Oh, I'm he spoke that exactly does sound like, like Dark that. Horse Comics, actually. <laughs> Him and Ventress had a thing. I want to know who the Him Jedi of Image Comics mm-hmm. is. Probably ooh. Yaddle. Yeah. Ooh, Yaddle. The one below. Him and Yaddle? No, not him and Yeah, Quinlan Boss and Yaddle had a thing. <laughs> What's their celebrity couple name? Quaddle? <laughs> <laughs> Up a creek without a quaddle. <laughs> Uh, I love Yaddle. <laughs> this is the only movie with Yaddle, isn't hey, it? Hey, storm's coming, Annie. Better get home quick. Last time we watched this, Chelsea asked me if that was a man or a woman. I'm like, that's offensive. And I just called her out. <laughs> just like you did with me and Watto. Yep. <laughs> me and Chelsea should start a podcast about wondering what people's races and genders are. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah it really This is called 7 o'clock a.m. at every McDonald's ever with that one table of old men. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> They gather, Do you think they that every table here. of old men at McDonald's is, is just talking about how what the weather's going to be because of their knees? Not anymore. No, well, never mind. Cut that out. What's going on I'm with McDonald's? I'm going to pre-cut that out. <laughs> You're just cutting it out of your mind. Cutting it out of my brain before it came <laughs> they out. They drink right black coffee and complain about their wives. The end. There it is. I think they're complaining mom, about a lot mom. more Hey, Mommy Skywalker, how about her? I like Shmi. Mommy Skywalker? First, How about her? First hey. English language film for her. Wake me up when Pernilla oh, wow. August ends. What is her, um, like, Swedish. I believe she's oh. Swedish. Does George just, like, watch a lot of foreign films? How would Pro- he have known probably. about Probably. He seems August? like a guy who only watches hey, foreign films. Hey, we just films. missed that one statue. Yeah. Hey, it's Miles Kanata. Hey, yeah. Hey, Can Maz. I say that hey, I noticed this before it was cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, say that. If I knew how memes worked, I would have posted it 10 years ago, like the day after The Force Awakens came out. Because <laughs> I've always been curious about that freaking so, wood statue. July 2008, 
after Force Awakens come out. Did you notice that weird toy? Oh, yeah, the one that we have in our yeah. real world. <laughs> yeah, the real world toy. <laughs> he also has a lacrosse stick. Ball. Is that what that toy is? Yeah, it's my favorite toy, lacrosse. LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. <laughs> he has a lacrosse stick. <laughs> Did they film? They filmed on location in this movie, right? Yeah, like, they, they filmed on location and notoriously after they got it all set up that night, there was a terrible storm that ruined everything. Oh nice. Yeah, remember the beginning? Rick McCollum's like swearing up a storm, like just going around just at 7 a.m. looking at stuff. him all the time. That's I feel crazy, like it's so man. dead. He's smoking so dead. indoors. Is he's that the so best behind the scenes? Spend a day with Rick McCollum. What's he doing these days? Yes, George. I think he's still got enough money. <laughs> yes, George. <laughs> I've always really liked the uh, garb of the uh, royal ladies. The oh, handmaid. You must oh. contact me. It's a great pickup line. <laughs> I've always liked your royal garb. Ladies. <laughs> ladies. I thought it was Riley saying, you must contact me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pickup line. <laughs> you must contact me. You no must reply. bow to my wishes. <laughs> you must contact me or the death toll will be catastrophic. <laughs> How prescient. You just uh, described toxic masculinity. <laughs> yep, there you go. Hey, do you notice, is this the scene Coruscant. where they don't do the makeup on Ray Park's neck? Yes, it is. And you can see his regular, human flesh neck. neck. I've never noticed that. His human his, flesh neck. I do know it's not. Neck. I do know human it's not his neck. voice. Check out his flesh neck. You know whose voice Darth Maul is in these Yeah, movies? it's the guy who plays the tick. Yeah, the guy who does there the tick is. now. Oh, There's yeah. his neck. Huh? Just a white man's <laughs> neck. How do you miss that? Whoops! We was, forgot to paint whoops. his entire neck that is clearly showing <laughs> clearly in the camera. Visible. Too late now. Maybe the they meant to go in Microsoft Paint and like clean it up in post. But they <laughs> Did they think I that the, the shadow would take care of it? He's like, he's wearing a black cloak and it's nighttime. How bad could it be? I'm sure you can't see it if it's not in HD. Oh, oh you sure. can. I noticed oh, can it you? in the VHS okay. as a kid right. before the movie came. Out. That's why I was yeah before the movie came out. It's <laughs> really ahead of the curve. We're finding out today. <laughs> no, no, no. I. But I noticed it as a kid, and that's why I always thought that he wasn't a creature, he that was he just, was just a man who had, like, was turned to the dark side so hard that he, he grew horns and grew dark and evil looking. It's a lot dinner. of silence. On right? you, can, you can go, I know, well. You can go to Malastare the in the N64 game. I was just about to say that. Mm. Malastare's fun. It's so good. And that game is fun. That game is still one of the greatest Star Wars games. Mm-hmm. In 64, Pod Racer, if we didn't say that. So good. They made a, uh, not an HD remake, but a somewhat, somewhat remake for yeah. the Xbox, which I never played the Xbox They just version. released a new version on PC, too, but what? it's hard to play no. with those controls. Like uh, You have to have a controller. N64 games are so designed like, towards the N64, yeah. it's hard to... Yeah. yeah. This scene is probably one of the more egregious in the movie, in my opinion, of just stopping... And sitting and talking mostly about things that we already know for what seems like 10 straight minutes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of the, this little tongue thing either. Oh, that's one of the best parts of the movie for me. Mm. The tongue part? Yeah. I mean, I love the tongue <laughs> parts in every hey. movie, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I like this. Like everything from here forward with Anakin saying, you know, a Jedi, no one could ever kill a no Jedi. That stuff's really strong. Yeah. He was born to help. That's we're learning about Anakin. I'm so confused on the fact that they're slaves, but they have a they have a bigger apartment than me and my wife do. <laughs> I just want to get into like Palpatine's plan is so crazy from I don't think from his, the very beginning to the end. Well, I don't think his plan 
has too much to do with what the Jedi are doing in this movie. But it's implied later on that he made Anakin. That is, no, that's, oh, I technically, that's, I mean, Legends says this, that is the case, he, though. He, what? Yeah. I yeah, didn't know that know? was a thing. I mean, he implies it, that, you no, know, that, he they, yeah, yeah. Because in, that his in the, master, you know, could create life was what he was learning to do. Now, I never it, thought about that. I feel like the most gosh. basic Star Wars fan Like, in the world. Plagueis <laughs> and Palpatine tried to create life, and the Force was like, we have to counter this. And so, did they, they... They caused. They didn't create Anakin. They kind of caused Anakin because the Force was like, "We need to let's put a baby in this chick." But like, yeah, I guess. I just feel like if I was them trying to make a baby, I would do it with someone that I could then get at a young age and not just rely on him growing up to be a jerk. Like I would, (laughs) someone on Coruscant (laughs) make someone on Coruscant pregnant, not someone on Tatooine. You have to rely on a Jedi to bring him back. back. Mm -hmm. You have to rely on the Force to bring in. I think it's because how is the Force working? Because the Force brings Anakin into the Jedi, but then like, does it know that he's going to turn bad someday? It's all a little blurry. All I'm saying is that from my perspective, (laughs) my point of view, that's I've never even considered that Sidious made Anakin. Well, I never thought that was. Yeah, the the implication is that's crazy to me. But I don't even the the way Plagueis kind of talks about it. By the time we got to this point, the rule of two, for all intents and purposes, was gone, and it never was really there much to begin with. Which you see, especially in like Clone Wars, when there's like yeah. fifty people, dark siders running yeah. around who aren't technically Sith, but the, like there, there's a Sith Lord and a Sith. It's almost like a pyramid scheme because there's a Sith Lord and a Sith apprentice. <laughs> yeah, and they you all have, tell four friends, and then you tell <laughs> yeah, because like they all have like five underlings, and those five underlings are also trying to kill the person above them. So if you can kill your way to the top, then you can be the top selling Advocare person in Alabama. <laughs> Oh no. no. Alabama's a state where you can sell advocate. You know what I'm referencing, Riley? Inadvertently? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're not listening. No, they're not. That's my cousin now. We checked the uh, podcast demographics. No listeners in Alabama. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know I made that reference until I did. I have literally I zero idea what you're this. talking about. I don't know about Plagueis. I don't know about this reference okay. right now. Well, I'm not going to say names. Give me one name. Wait. No. <laughs> okay. I really like this scene between Watto and Qui-Gon, and I like people point to the fact that Qui-Gon is willing to gamble with the fact that he's like some terrible person and what you know, to me, this is what Obi-Wan did. He's like, we have to go into this hive of scum and villainy and play by their rules in order mm-hmm. to get where we want to go. Yeah. This is that. He's like, okay, if we want to free this kid, if we if we want to get a ship, we have to play by this corrupt town's rules. Yeah. So let's do it. I, I have no problem with him playing by the rules yeah. of that town. I just think it's really convoluted when he could just steal the hyperdrive. If he's willing to bend his morals, why can't he just steal why a ship? Why can't he just steal a I ship? Because he's like, there's benefit in me taking this kid. I, well, then just steal the kid, too. Yeah, that's kind of the point of qui Because he has a chip in his head that'll explode. Okay, Isn't you, that kind you of can't figure that out. What like, kind of Jedi are you? Qui-Gon's big... <laughs> well, I don't understand what your, your <laughs> argument is. Yeah, Qui-Gon's big character trait, though, is that he, like, the living force is so important to him, so he he's willing to let things play out. He purely lives in the moment, like a dog. That's what Caesar Milan taught me. <laughs> just just threaten Watto, make him turn off the chips, and then take him and Shmi. I don't think that he's a threatening kind of guy, I, except for when he threatens him later in the movie. Yeah, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> I like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I I don't I don't care that much. But it's just like there could. I feel like there are other ways. You know, I guess technically he wanted to see what Anakin could do, how strong he was, but also you're like putting this kid in danger of dying just 
so you can see how powerful he is. If he dies, you've known him for two days. Well, that's true. Yeah, if I know a kid for two days, I'm not sad when he dies, in my experience. (laughs) I mean, I really like... uh, Guys, I'm kidding. I've known many kids that have died in two days, and I've loved them all. I... I really like, no matter how we get to the pod racing scene, I'm glad it exists because it's my favorite action scene in all of Star Wars. It's all right. We're getting there. Oh, here's the whole virgin birth explanation. There it is. She can't explain what happened. More like Shmary. Yikes. (laughs) I thought my jokes were bad. The Joker, 2008. (laughs) 2008. Why aren't we doing... Commentaries in the Dark Knight movies. <laughs> that, that's so. That would be so dumb if we started doing commentaries for other movies. <laughs> Disagree. Bad enough we did an episode on them. I want to do a commentary for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom so I can tell Isaac how wrong he is about I still that. I haven't movie. even seen it. Oh my god, it's so bad. I think you misinterpreted because I think for me the movie was like a five out of ten, but I just like. Oh, I see. I'm more. I'm. I'm glass half full on that five out. It's of entertaining 10. to watch, but it is. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's that's where the, the zero of the rest of the five comes from. I heard an. It- Let's go play ball. Ball. I heard an. We've never seen a ball in all of Star Wars, by the way, except for the ones that shoot lasers at Luke Skywalker. And the ball in the middle of the trade ship. Oh, that's right. That's in the hoop. Or the ball that is the Jedi Temple. That's not really a ball. It's not really a Here's- ball. It's a building. Yeah. Here's Death what I Star. That's the biggest. That's what I meant to say. I was like, I know there's a ship that is circular in Star Wars. What is it? What could it be? <laughs> Starkiller base. Do planets oh. count as balls? Yes. Okay. I've got two planets for you right here, buddy. I wanted to say something, which is that I heard an, I heard <laughs> an interesting. Yeah, I heard an interesting theory that, like, at the time, people were theorizing that because Boba Fett's ship is called the Slave One. Mm. And because Anakin promises to come back and free all the slaves, that Anakin Boba, was Fett, Boba Fett. No, <laughs> that Boba Fett was going to be like Kidster or like one of these little oh. friends of his. That, that would later really in the dumb. trilogy, he would come back and free the slaves. But the kid would be like, I'm going to have a ship called the Slave One now. <laughs> that would be really dumb. I'm glad they didn't do that. I actually kind of think that's really? interesting. I mean, it's I like what they did better. I've come to terms with when when. Episode two first came out. I was very disappointed in the Boba Fett origin story because it completely, oh, really? completely demolished canon up to that point. Oh. What had been established in Legends, it completely demolished it, and Boba Fett's history was like gone. Um, but I'm fine with it now. That's cool. He's a clone. I like the whole clone um, culture. Wars. I like the whole Clone Wars. Clone no, I like cultures. I like the clone culture. I do too. From clone Wars, and I'm fine with Boba just being another one. Well, here it's time to talk about midichlorians. Let's and talk why about everyone's wrong about why they're bad. They're just not needed. Everyone, calm your butt. You know what? I don't need any. I don't need to wear clothes right now, but I choose to. Yes, you do. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, no, do. you wouldn't be doing a podcast if you weren't. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Maybe you and your wife could do a podcast, <laughs> but not in this house. Not in this house. Not watching this movie. <laughs> no, no. And if guys at home, you have to watch the Phantom Menace with clothes on. That's our message to <laughs> that you. That is, if you're, if you've made it this far and you don't have clothes on, please pause. Please just, and we understand you didn't know up until this point, but yeah. please do put your clothes on, and then you can take them off after the pod racing scene. But if I could change one thing about this scene, okay, I would have Obi Wan make a little quip here. He said, "I need a midi chlorian count." And he checks it, and he's like, oh, it's off the chart. Master Yoda doesn't have one that high. He's like, and then he should say, are you feeling okay, Master? Because he thinks it's Qui-Gon's blood. 
be a funny little joke there. I should write all yeah, these It's hilarious. Movies. I'm laughing right Wowza. now. <laughs> <laughs> Got a script doctor over here. Yep. Open my brain for surgery. It's the only, the only thing I would Riley change in this movie. H- P. What's the doctor? MD. <laughs> you work at a Health hospital with care no physician. I was like PhD and HD Hel- and HP printers. No, they call them they call them health physicians at your health physicians, right? Hey, yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I work at. I mean, it is called Doctor's Hospital, which sounds like it's made up. So, I mean, it would make sense that we have health physicians. Darth Maul is really cool. I have still to this I'm glad day. He came back. I guess I don't have it, but. My at my parents' house, they still have all my old Star Wars toys that they let like the other little kids in our family play with. I still have these binoculars, oh. which has a um, little earpiece that extends into your ear, so it could it can pretend to amplify sound. Does it work at all? No. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it did. You know what though? It did at one time. It mm-hmm. did have a little like sound amplifier that would make things in the room point one times louder than they were before. <laughs> I want to say the Sith Infiltrator was the first Phantom Menace Lego set that I had. What's the That's Sith Infiltrator? Cool, the ship, His the ship he just came in on. Maul's ship. The ship or the cup? <laughs> the cup. A cup. My first Lego ship. was a cup. Uh, <laughs> I think my parents just found some random Legos on the street <laughs> and handed it to me. I This is one of my favorite little things in all the prequels, just in how willing they were to pack as many aliens and creatures and ships into every scene but in a way that makes sense like it's the docking bay for all the pod racers so you see all these aliens working on their ships it's a great blend of new aliens and old aliens did you know those uh twi'leks are actually his slaves who's slaves sebulba's slaves what he owns them slaves too guy yeah yeah he is a bad guy that's true (laughs) this movie came out right in the middle of my like prime lego years i had the starfighter i had the bongo so I had Anakin's pod racer, like the oh, actual I, action figure yeah. toy. I had the pod racer Lego too. I oh, love me too. But I had the actual just like toy pod racer, which was <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine looks, looking pretty sad. She looks so sad right now. Did I you not have any Legos? Any it's I still. Just, I just got like random Legos. I never got like the cool, the cool ships Star Wars sets. Yeah. At a certain point, they started releasing Indiana Jones Legos. Yeah. And I got a bunch of those because I loved Indiana Jones. I had the yeah. Indiana Jones ripoff Legos. Which were like all oh, the adventures, Johnny. The adventures, oh, yeah, Johnny had Thunder. Those. I had so many of those. Yeah, I, I am so afraid to think that I actually had those all this time. <laughs> you might have. They I did. They I did eventually sure have Indiana that I got Jones. Indiana yeah. Jones ones, but I, I do exactly. Before they know what could you're get the about. license, they had adventures, <laughs> and it was exactly the same thing yes. as the opening of Raiders, like a boulder and everything. Yes. But it was like Johnny Adventure Lego Men. Yep. Isn't his uh, cube supposed to be like weighted too? I think. Oh, I think so it is. So the fact that it doesn't yeah. land on Watto's what he calls chance cube is supposed to be waiting. Like, oh, I so, like that yeah. little yeah. idea. That makes yeah. sense. One, there's a scene coming up. It's really interesting. If you listen to the director's commentary, don't bother with that. <laughs> don't Just listen, listen to, to us. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are we doing? <laughs> there's, so this, this scene right here, where they pan over to R two and C three PO, was all done in post. George Lucas was looking at the scene and thought, we need like. To end on a button. We need to end on a little quip from C-3PO and R2. But they didn't film that. So he's like, try to do it in post. And pan over. Like, create this shot out of nothing. So Mm -hmm. it took them months and months and months to get one pan over to C-3PO and R2-D2. It's crazy. Hmm. They could have just cut to them. But he he just wanted to see if it could be done. That's so and crazy. he did it. <laughs> and crazy. That's so on brand for Lucas. So like, but did you notice it? Did you think, oh, this I've was all done in post? It, no. Yeah, it's great. It holds up really well. 
I got like Lucas is that's like the mark of any. I want cool to know guy. the story I've of that skull. That's such a cool looking. I know guy. his name is Rumsleg because they made an action figure of. Why him. would they give him the dumbest name in the history? He of looks Marvel. like he's straight out of Mass Effect. Honestly, he yeah, he does. He's, he, like his name should be like. Dirt. Blood game? kill. <laughs> More like had a massive effect on my emotions. Something interesting about this movie is I, I so many characters like that have names and backstories. All of the pod racers have huge backstories on Wikipedia. Yeah, there was yeah. so much extra material for this movie, and they're blinking, you miss it. And then episode two, nothing. Yeah, like they not they stopped doing that. There's like this. They went so crazy with extra information in this movie that no one has ever looked at since 1999 but for some reason like that gragra that i said earlier yeah. who owns the thing that jar jar tries to eat yeah yeah she has a huge backstory where she like um got rid of the the there was like an infestation of those animals all throughout mos espa and she single-handedly like saved mos espa by getting rid of the like the overpopulated of those oh little my God. things and like there's a backstory of her and her husband having issues, and she's just trying to save up money to go to Coruscant oh. to start a new life. <laughs> oh my god! And she's like, how do you get all this information on this one character that's in it for seven seconds? Isaac was either doing a Steel Saunders impression or sniffling in sadness. <laughs> the important thing Thanks. to note here is what about Drell? The uh, like all the backgrounds the, of, of this pod racing stadium, they might. A lot of people said, like, oh, this is Are all CGI. It's not. No. This is a miniature that they built. Mm. They built the entire track, and all the people you see in the background are uh, little Q-tips that are just painted different colors. That's funny. And so what they did was they just superimposed the miniature in the background instead of doing, like, a CGI background, which I think that they do that less in Attack of the Clones, which is why it doesn't look quite as good. Yeah. And oh. it's a really good thing. I want to know really the backstory of joke. why C-3PO, some random kid's robot he <laughs> built in his bedroom, is able to hold the flag for <laughs> Anakin. Well, I guess, is it, they, I guess they it probably, makes sense if it's for Anakin, but yeah. I, I thought it was for all of you know, Tatooine. They yeah, probably like all have like ambassador. a... Yeah, he's the ambassador. Now that I said it out loud, it may, if it's just Anakin's flag, that I makes think it's total sense. Anakin, yeah. Okay, that's fine. If it was for all of Tatooine, I just want to like, know where Anakin got his flag. Like, he, where did he get the flag? He made it out of spare parts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ask and answered. Yeah. Did he paint his blankie? <laughs> ask a silly question. <laughs> it's just his blankie. I, um, I love that nine they built all these pod racers, too. Like, they built all of these pods. I wish I could have one of and them. And most of the aliens are practical aliens. Like, they're either guys in costumes or robot guys. I've never understood the thing that like humans are too big to pod race like only a child human child could pod race what are you saying i thought the human instincts weren't good enough that's, that's what that's well, what but i then, like other jedi well, could I, do it right the principle behind this kind of like horse jockeys where you couldn't be i guess you can't be too big yeah. to, oh that's true you have to be a certain size a certain weight because yeah. mahonic is a uh whatever they're called malisterian malisterian no, they have they're a grand. Uh, they're grand. called grands. Yeah. He's a very small grand. Like there's also like there's grand politicians in, Ugly in this, and then like some in Return of the Jedi, and they're normal human size, but Mahonics kind of shorter. Those guys in the background of, uh, by the way, those were not in the original shot either. George thought that there should be like added something. The like background a, was Gardula. A the, he added Gardula the hut. Yeah, sure he did. <laughs> um, Jabba looks one notch better than he does in the the special edition. Hope, special edition. Yeah. yeah. Jabba's never looked great, is what I'm going to say. Because looking oh, back Puppet at Return Jabba of the Jedi, fine. what's that? Puppet Jabba looks fine. 
he's okay, but he still looks a little weird. Like they've not. Well, he's I was a weird kind looking of, guy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I was kind of hoping we would see him in Solo, so they could finally do like a really, I, really great that job one, of puppet yeah, using this one new thing. animatronic stuff they have. Yeah, I really wish. Okay. I don't know if I've talked about it before, but the animatronics at Disney with like the Avatar Land. Oh, is it amazing? Are insane. They oh, look like real God. people, and they're like nine feet tall because oh, that's how tall they're yeah. supposed to be. So it made me really excited for the Star Wars Land because oh. if we get like animatronic aliens, it's gonna look so. Maybe cool. we can get press passes to. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I heard they're gonna have like. I'm sure, my Jew comments always like, get in. Little loft cats like <laughs> running around the place, like animatronic loft cats, and just like little creatures. Yeah. Like just kind of scurry through the... I want to go man. there so bad. I just want to live there. It's going to cost $9,000. We'll never be able to <laughs> vacation anywhere ever No, again. it'll be the same price as getting in Disney, but you won't be able to stay there. Oh, I, it's no, already no. like sold out through like 2022 Good to like gravy. stay there. I know. That's not fair that that is a but thing. Why do they sell things go. like to the size where they know no one is ever going to be able to go there? <laughs> We're going to build this, but you can't go people. there. It's the same. Ever. It's the same reason like Nintendo only makes a certain amount of consoles. Yeah. Like when a new one comes out, it's like, why don't you just make enough yeah, for everyone like, to buy one? This is like entertainment. <laughs> creates demand. It saying creates that they're demand. booked for two weeks out all the time so no one can book them. <laughs> yes. What's that now? Remember Entertainment, entertainment 720? You guys said it in unison. Can you Sims explain it? I know. <laughs> well, you, you couldn't uh, book them because they were always two weeks out. No, but I don't know what that so is. That would generate more rec. interest because people wanted them. Tom, Tom Haverford. Oh, what is it? What? Oh, in okay. Parks and, and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Yes, okay. Because they'll wow. travel around the world twice Cut that to make out. their customers happy. No, nope, we're leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for the listener that maybe hasn't seen every episode of Parks and Recreation <laughs> <Which> recently. <doesn't> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who hasn't seen every episode? We have the hippest uh, me. clientele oh. on the... So here's the pod race. It's happening. It's incredible. It happened Hattis. earlier. It's so incredible. There's swear words in this movie. The in best version of it is still the original theatrical version because the entire second lap basically wasn't a thing in the yeah. movie. I have no memory of the uh, theatrical. I don't this either. Point, I've yeah. seen this one. So it was many times. just a more tightly paced scene, but it's still very good in this format. I just and think it loses a little bit of the tension. such a fun race in the pod racer game. There's Aura saying your favorite. I'm so sad she's dead. She's dead. She, she fell got off killed. that cliff. Someone pushed pushed. her off a cliff and she died and I'm mad. Is that true? That's it. Yeah. In Solo. In Solo. Um, what's his? What's the guy's name? Beckett. Beckett. Oh, he does say that's he who said, he pushed off a cliff. That's that white skinned <laughs> woman is who he killed. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Jasmine like that. doesn't like it because she oh, likes sorry. Aura saying. <laughs> Please pay your respects for Jasmine. Yes. Perhaps my favorite sound design in all oh. of Star Wars is Sabalba's, which is shit. just like a diesel <laughs> engine, but it's like they oh, do enough. Amazing. They do enough oh, to there it. There goes that it Rats Tyrell, whose uh, family had come on a special trip to Tatooine. Yeah, to be with him. that's the craziest. Backstory. Who is um? One of them is like a reporter. Started as a pod racer reporter, but to get like the inside scoop, he became a pod racer. <laughs> it might be the the grand guy. What's his name? Uh, uh, Mahonic. It's Ma- either him Ma-honic. or Ben Quadraneros. It might be Ben Co- Quadraneros. Ben like looks a re- like a reporter. I think he was like... a reporter, and like to get even more That's of an him, inside right? scoop. Yeah. yeah, he does not look like a athlete. Of no, any kind. I think he's... Duwan yeah. Macron. That's what the subtitle said he said. <laughs> and there he goes, Quadraneros power coupling. It's worth, it's worth looking up the um, costume designs they have for Greg Proops and the other guy. When they were going oh, to be when they a, were, yeah. actually in a costume, it's so bad. They yeah. absolutely made the right call by making them CGI. Definitely, they made toys. You know, they made toys of like the original. Yeah, thing, they and did. The toys look so scary. Yeah, they're terribly frightening. I love this. <laughs> or Odie Mandrell or Mantel. Mandrell. Mandrell, because it's Ord, Ord Mantel. Mantel. Yeah, that's why I got confused reading Ordy that book. Mantel. 
Greg Oden Mandel. <laughs> Greg Oden Howie Mandel. <laughs> this summer on CBS, Greg Oden Howie Mandel. You you cut out that stuff about um, the what's the game that Howie Mandel hosted? Deal or no deal. Deal, deal or no deal. deal. We talked about that for like twenty minutes one time. Did we? Yeah. You cut it out, and that. I think you said you're going to keep it in, and you didn't, and now it's lost the time. We talked about deal or no deal for so long because me and Isaac apparently both watched it a ton. I don't yeah. remember that I watched at all. It a ton. Let's just talk about it right now. Again. That game is great. <laughs> I it's won't complete, say that, but I it's complete it's random fun. chance, but they made it thrilling every time. Man, I used to know all these pod racers by heart, and I cannot remember names for the life of me anymore. Isn't that the worst feeling? This guy is, uh, he's just got one oh, name, that's I think, right? Gascano, that's right. No one races you like Gaston. Buy all the action <laughs> figures, and you'll know the names, because you have to read them on the box. <laughs> I, had a, I, I had them all memorized because of the pod racer game. Wait, that's Rats Tyro right there, isn't he? I thought you said he died. No, that's uh, that's Timo. No, that's right. He was in the episode one game. You had to get parts from him when you're trying to fix Anakin. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That Timo Pagalos. So weird. I'd love to talk about how weird that game is. The, the episode game, not the pod. Oh, the episode game. one game. The episode one. Game. That is a really weird game. <laughs> I was just so like that game. Games like that will never get made again. I Do don't you know think. they, they don't get made, and yet the episode three game is great. Rawr I think is I the played. best sound effect. But episode three, that was all like that was all lightsaber combat, right? Wasn't it like a more? It was of an almost like an game? isometrically juxtaposed camera too. It was kind of not and quite. It also so had down. like a Mortal Kombat mode with all the characters. That's right. That's that what I remember. From that was it. really bad, but the actual was, co-op was really fun. This was a cool little problem-solving moment for. And he had to like get out his magic magnet. magnet the thing that's thing. so good about the extended version is you get stuff like this, which was not in the theatrical cut. Like this whole scene was not in the theatrical cut. It wasn't. No, oh and but gosh. it's very very good, and mm. it shows his Jedi reflexes way more than the theatrical cut did. So there's that defense of it. Can we also a uh, special shout out to Ben Burt? This is like his guitar solo of the movie. Yeah, no I hope music. he's listening. No music. I hope he's listening. There has been no music since the pod race started. Yep. Part of why it's so there's nothing so good. until Poodoo. Nothing no until, music Poo- until Poo- no. Poo- there's music during the last part of the last oh, race. Is like there? Bum, 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 bum. It's just it starts when Svalba's right up on Anakin's mm-hmm. butt. There goes Timo Pagalis. I had a Timo toy, by the way, his action figure. Yeah, I think I lost a couple of his arms because they would pop off. I don't care what universe you're from. That's, that's gotta, gotta hurt. hurt. That's a goofy line. <laughs> it's a very goofy Which line. Which I say in real life still. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the. Thankfully, this happened in 99 and not like 2006 because oh. they, you know we would have had Larry the Cable Guy do you think, saying that. Do you think Larry the Cable Guy <laughs> saw a fan of medicine and was like, I know what I want to do the rest of my life. Yes. He doesn't talk like that in real life. He talks like a normal person. Yeah, he's from just like Wisconsin, I yeah, think, in I real think so. life. How exhausting would that be to have your entire persona around making a horrible voice? <laughs> that would destroy your lungs forever. That's how voices work, right? They come right from your lungs. <laughs> they come right from your lungs. <laughs> From lung to mouth, the voice story. This part always just makes me think of the Lego game because you could run through the little flag ticker thing. Oh yeah, yeah. From really? them. boy, the Lego games are spectacular so too. Good. I've never played one. They of didn't them. make what? A, what? They I didn't never make a. They didn't make a Lego Last Jedi game, which was so disappointing to me because it would lend itself way better to well, one than I, the Force Awakens the did. The Force Awakens one was real bad. Mm. Disagree. I liked it. Mm-mm, real bad. 
Too what? much. Too much in it. I liked it. No. <laughs> Let's do this. You know what? The puzzle solving was too involved, though. Like when you got into like, the basement of Matt, That's Maz's what castle. I'm saying. Like it was just way too Did he crash it? I think maybe I was just uh, like happy to play one again after not <laughs> having played one in like 10 years. And I was like, it's weird. Like- <laughs> hey, the Jawas just happened. Jawas. That's Jawas. Jawas, Jawas, Jawas. This is the best sound <laughs> this right This is here. where the music starts in, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and it seriously is just like a modified diesel. Yeah, truck, it is. But it sounds so good. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, cooler parts of the behind the scenes is just watching them do all the sound for the pods. It's so good. Isn't it kind of sad that like basically Ben Burt is not working on Star Wars anymore, and no one really knows why, including him. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It's weird. I I just got that book about the sound of Star Wars, and he is quoted in it a lot, and he wrote the foreword to it, and it's such an interesting book. His process, especially with the original trilogy, because all the crazy stuff they had to do because they just didn't have like digital technology yeah, yeah. back then. Um, but it's weird that like it it ends at Revenge of the Sith because that's the last one he did, and there's just like nothing. That's right. Nothing about the new stuff. It's just weird. So it's basically J.J. Abrams' fault. Well, I he was know. like creative <laughs> consultant on Force Awakens, wasn't he? At least helped. I wasn't it either Rogue One or know. Last Jedi. He just got cut off. Yeah, there was somewhere I don't know. They just sort of started going with Matt like Wood's Matt Martin, uh, Matt Wood, stuff. and sounds like Tony yeah. Gilroy gave him the shaft. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but which I mean, I the sound is still good in Star Wars. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they've you know all those guys trained under Bert. I don't and know under if Lucas there's a and sound but as like, cool as the sound of it's like Sabal's Podracer in any of the new movies though. In new movies, yeah. Maybe, like, the TIE Fighters in that TIE Fighter chase that Poe and Finn are in. Like, that sounds really good, but that's you're using the existing I'd have to, sound. I'd have to think about it. I don't know. I'm Nothing's standing out, and that's a pretty bad... See? There you go. Yeah, I, th- yeah it's kind of small things. Like, I, I, I like the timber, like, they got for the, like, the... The mask voice for the stormtroopers and like Kylo Ren. Kylo's I mean, voice a, is cool. They got a nice pitch for that, but I mean that's you're, still not you're like modifying a voice. A voice yeah. yeah, it's not a noise that you got from like a chicken coop, which <laughs> they got from Last Jedi. Like there's, you see the little thing they had on ABC it was like a special they had on ABC. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, where they're going it. out to like the little farm. You're the one reading Skywalker books about Ranch. sound. You got to watch that. It's so good. It's on YouTube. I like that you can see a little camera moving by, uh, like, above the commentator's booth. You can mm-hmm. just see a camera. And, you know, there's there's a poodoo coming up here. Look there's out for a, it. There's a poodoo. You blink and you miss it, but there's a poodoo. Get ready for the and poodoo. And this shot's just great. Of his ship breaking apart. All right, guys. We're going to end the episode there this week at poodoo. Sabalba saying poodoo which means fodder because that makes sense for him to yell out in that moment. Uh, We'll continue with the second part of the Phantom Menace commentary next week. We'll be starting right there where he says poodoo. Hopefully I'll be able to get that timing worked out. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, That's it. Do I have to say the outro when I'm by myself? Probably not. I guess I'll say this has been delicately curated long-form commentary the internationally beloved Star Wars movie The Phantom Menace brought to you lovingly in this one week time by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts Riley, Jake, Jasmine, and Isaac. So thank you. Hopefully you like this. If you didn't like it, uh, don't let us know until after we release part two because that's happening no matter what. Goodbye.
<laughs> Is that what they meant the whole time? <laughs> I never have actually read them, so I don't know. I I will reiterate once we start. I can't. Yeah, edit. yeah, yeah that's why we're getting it all out of the way right now <laughs> because I can't edit this episode. <laughs> Literally uh, uneditable. Yes, uneditable. Okay, yeah, Isaac. This is such a prison. It's like we're watching like prison movies right now. Not a, a prison movie, a movie in a prison, because <laughs> just looking at white walls. <laughs> yep. That's what I was going for, a prison aesthetic <laughs> in my house. <laughs> I thought you meant because you can't say anything inappropriate during the recording. Well. Also a prison. <laughs> oh, you, you have the mic that I normally get. That, that seemed get. prophetic when you said that, and I just... <laughs> Drop the microphone in the, the microphone mouth. hit you in the mouth, <laughs> preventing Gosh. you from saying something inappropriate. I'm sure plenty of podcasts don't cut anything out. We just happen to. Oh, I know. I've listened to them. I <laughs> accidentally <laughs> left something in that I meant to cut on the Lost Podcast. <laughs> and it, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it was an instance where I made Christina mad for a second. <laughs> I like. And I meant to cut out the sort of like awkward pause that happened afterwards. I mean, I didn't. It's just in there. But it's kind of funny that it's in there. So that is funny. Too late now. Too many people have listened to it for me to like take it down.